Hello, I'm Arafat, I'm in the UK. And I'm Mohammed, and I'm in the US. And you're listening to Slow Pit Stop. Hello and welcome to Slow Pit Stop, the international Formula One podcast by fans for fans all around the world. My name's Arafat, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Mohammed. Say hi, Mohammed. Hi, Mohammed. So apologies for my audio quality. I'm recording on my mobile phone this week. Um, as some of you may know, I'm traveling. I'm currently in Singapore. And as is tradition, when one of us goes away, we record inside a toilet. Now, this may make more sense uh, to people who have seen one of Muhammad was in a toilet. I'm currently staying in Marina Bay Sands, which you'll recognize from the Singapore Grand Prix. You know the hotel with the swimming pool across the top? Yeah, yeah. The one that looks like it's a cruise ship on top of three skyscrapers. Yes. So I could show you around the hotel, I could show you the view of the city, but I'm going to show you something far more exciting. Yeah, This will work better for our YouTube channel than uh, our <laughs> podcast, but bear with us. So this is Toto, the toilet. It says Toto on it. And it's the most <laughs> high-tech toilet I've ever seen in my life. What does it do? You've got all these buttons here. Yeah, yeah, they've got all these buttons. You can stop. This creates a water jet for your bum. This is a dryer, and you can put the pressure of the dryer up. You can adjust the position. And if you like your settings in a certain way, you can save a user profile for yourself. <laughs> and then it automatically flushes and closes the seat and opens the seat when you walk in. But here's the most exciting part. This seat is heated 24 hours a day. What? Amazing. Yeah. Wow. So... There's a bit of me that thinks I can't go home and go back to a normal toilet because <laughs> no, like, what I is want, life now? I know I want it in my house. I know it's probably going to cost like twenty thousand dollars, but yeah, it'll be luxurious for every every dollar that I spend. That's so exciting. Uh, but Arfat, uh, it is not the Singapore Grand Prix this weekend. I don't know why you chose no. this weekend. It is the British Grand Prix that is coming up. Um, and so we are going to briefly go over the Austrian Grand Prix and then talk a little bit about the British Grand Prix. But before that, Arfat, you have some news for me? Yeah, so first news, I wanted to talk about the Red Bull engine program for 2026. They're combining with Ford. Uh, and I think it's sticking a Ford badge on the Red Bull powertrains yeah. engine. But yeah. I think Ford is also going to be providing a lot of the electric side to things. So... There's some concern from the Red Bull side that because the batteries are so big, to recharge them, you're not actually going to be able to hit top speed because hmm. you can't do a whole lap. So they said, you know, for example, at Monza, you'll be going down the straight and you'll have to shift down a gear and go a bit slower down the straight wow. because you need to recharge the engine. Wow. I can't remember the numbers off the top of my head, but there's a certain amount of power that needs to come from electric and certain amount of power that can come from the internal combustion engine. Christian Horner is starting to make noises that we should just change the ratio a little bit, move sort of 5 10% towards more the internal combustion engine. Mm. And Toto Wolf came out and was like, zero chance. No way we're doing that. The rules are set. <laughs> he kept using the word zero again and again and again. So, you know, I think if Red Bull had a very, very good engine right now, they wouldn't be wanting to change the rules. But at the same time, 2026 is a long way away, and um, they will probably get it sorted by then anyway. But it's just, 
you know, Toto was like, you have to think about the intention of why they're saying that. Is this because of their team? Blah, blah, blah. And then Christian Horner comes out and goes, no, 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 this isn't about us. I'm just thinking about what's best for the sport. I'm like, sure you are. (laughs) This whole saga with the engine has been so bizarre because first it was Honda and then Honda went out and then Honda was going to do Red Bull and then Red Bull's like, we're going to do it ourselves. And then Honda's back and then it's Ford. What is happening? I we will we won't know until twenty twenty six, and that's when the gambles. Four D chess. Was that? Yeah, Christian Horner trying to play four D chess with all of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm really excited to see how it plays out in twenty twenty six. But uh, yeah, that's insane. And Christian Horner is the king of wanting to get the rules changed to benefit his team, and I respect him for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So the other news while we're talking about engines and things is they opened up the bidding for other teams to join F1. Mm. And I think July 15th, we're going to hear about the next stage. Mm. But um, Andretti Cadillac seems to be the front runner Mm. because, well, the concern from other people is what value are you bringing? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, we're bringing a whole manufacturer. And they're saying, yeah, but are you actually bringing a manufacturer? Are you just going to put a Cadillac badge on things? The way Alfa Romeo isn't actually involved mm-hmm. in Sauber. They just mm-hmm. stickers all over. And like, is that really value or are you really bringing someone? Also, some people have concerns that how can you run an F1 team if you're based in the USA? Time difference, blah, blah, blah. But the engine manufacturer thing, I'm like, Okay, but yeah, Cadillac seems to be wanting to step up and providing an engine. Mm. But if they want to run the team out of the USA, let them run the team out of the USA. It's supposed to be a world championship. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see why that's a bad thing. It gives them, like, opportunities and employment to people in the USA mm-hmm. and allows them to compete with the best engineers in England and Italy. Mm-hmm. I think we should have a team, like, in loads of different countries. So I, I don't fully understand that. Um I feel yeah, like okay, time I, I feel like the biggest, you know, complaint people have about Andretti is that, oh, they're not gonna have a serious car and they're not gonna be serious contenders and you know it's just gonna be a waste of time and effort and money and resources because they're not gonna be winning races anyway. So I really feel like teams should be given the chance to to do well and if they can't do well, like if they are consistently finishing in last place or something, then they should be bumped out and somebody should take their spot. Because, like, can you really make an argument that teams like AlphaTauri and Haas and Alfa Romeo are really bringing that much to the sport? Like, just because they're at the end of the field doesn't make them yeah. less valuable, you know? So I, yeah. I really want to see Andretti in the, in, the, in the sport. And I think one of these other teams, like High Tech, I think is also trying to get in. Uh, and there's another car company, I can't remember, that's trying to make it in. I think we should give them both a chance and see how it goes. Um, so- to play devil's advocate with what you just said, I want them in as well. And I want an American team and things. But before we had the franchise model, you had this thing where if you were 10, 11, 12, mm-hmm. you just didn't get paid or you were paid very little and not enough to survive, which is why teams kept closing. Mm-hmm. The idea of all the teams being more or less in the same place in Europe is, you know, you can start your career as an engineer at Williams and then maybe move um to McLaren and then maybe one day move to Mercedes or do something like James Vowles where you go from being um, like, you know, part of the top team at Mercedes to being mm-hmm. actually in charge at Williams. Whereas if teams are all over the world, like um, Adrian Newey, you know, he was talking about, he thought about Ferrari a long time ago, but it would involve moving the kids. Mm-hmm. Whereas going from McLaren to Red Bull was just mm-hmm. a quick journey down the road. 
Mm-hmm. So like kids can still go to the same school and all of that. And if you suddenly have a team in America, how easy is it for someone to move from Williams yeah, to there? But, and all but you're still you're still networking. Like most of, you're going to no, be exactly. at races. You're going to be connecting with other. Yeah. It's still happening. Like, think, it's not convenient. I think what would be good is actually you'll pull talent from other categories. You'll bring NASCAR engineers in. You'll bring yeah. IndyCar engineers in. I think that would be good. The other thing about if people aren't good, they can be bumped out. Mm-hmm. The entire point of the franchise model now mm-hmm. and the reason that one teams are profitable is because you can't be bumped out mm-hmm. because everyone's getting a bigger slice of the pie to make sure that they're, well, the back teams are getting a bigger slice of the pie to make sure that they're financially viable. That actually, once you let someone in, mm-hmm. they're there forever. Yeah. Um, and that's why they ha- they, they're saying they want to be really, really sure. Mm-hmm. But I think they just don't want to split the pie 11 ways rather than 10. Yeah, they will have to get used to it. (laughs) So we've got the British Grand Prix coming up, uh, but we had the Austrian Grand Prix. Let's cut through all the flack and get to the meat of the issue. What did you think of our delayed race result situation? It's just terrible. Like, it's supposed to be the peak of racing. They keep using this word. It's the pinnacle of Formula. It's the pinnacle of motor racing. Pinnacle of motor racing. And... Like, if I'm playing on the PlayStation and I go over track limits, I get an yeah. automatic warning straight away. Yeah. Whereas here, they're like, oh, we didn't have a camera in the right place and yeah. the wind wasn't going in the right direction. And I know people are angry at the stewards, mm-hmm. but to be fair, they, they were given something like 1,200 decisions mm-hmm. that they had to make just on track limits. So the whole situation just made it look farcical. And I don't know, it... it I want track limits to be enforced, mm-hmm. but the way it all played out this race, because if it was just one driver, you could be like, hey, that driver's doing... This was like up and down the field, fast mm-hmm. cars, slow cars. Mm-hmm. And so you go, well, this, is, this isn't the drivers anymore. Mm-hmm. Something else is going on here. Well, it's like it was messed up in a lot of ways because they had 1,200 infractions they had to sort through. So, A, that's the track's fault. But then also... Uh, you know, none of these teams got chances to warn their drivers. So if they had the chance to warn their drivers ostensibly, you would think they could correct themselves. That, that's two. Yeah. And then also, uh, even if they hadn't done anything, which is what a lot of people wanted, then you would have still had that inconsistency of certain people getting penalized and certain people not getting penalized based on which that stuff could have been reviewed. But even now, they ignored all the limits at turn three and four, and they only focused at turn nine and ten. So it's just a mess all over the place, and, and I, I don't even know what the solution is, but it just turned out horribly. Uh, but, yeah, anything Yeah, I think the solution is have something automatic in the car, yeah. and then, like, a light comes on or it beeps in your ear or something yeah. Yeah. that you're going over the track limits. You know, but then I think with this track, part of it is the track design, too, mm. in that it's very easy to go over the line, and so that needs yeah. to be taken into account when they're designing the tracks. Yeah, you know, like, my road car that I have, when I drift out of the lane, it gives me a little bzzz into the steering wheel. Yeah. yeah, so that's what they need in Formula 1. They need a little bzzz whenever they, right when they get out of the limit, so that they know that they're getting yeah. track limits. I just want to say, before we move on, the worst part of this whole thing to me is all the people on Twitter saying, how hard can it be to keep the car in track limits? How hard can it be? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not a Formula One driver. Are you a Formula One driver? Is it really that easy to keep the car on the limit? Or if I, you drove an F1000 car, do you think you could keep it at the limit? Yeah. Well, this is the thing. You can stay inside the lines Yeah. if you drive slow. Yeah. Whereas these people are really, really pushing. And when you push right to the edge of the car's sort of 
adhesion, yeah, you are gonna sometimes go over. Yeah. Um, like we, it's just the whole thing was a mess. Yeah, yeah. One, one other thing we want I want to talk about on this race, Total Wolf's comment to Lewis, where he was like, Lewis, the car is slow. Please just drive it. Um, I thought it was hilarious, but people on the internet have started to hate Total Wolf, saying that he was disrespectful to Lewis, or that Lewis, on the other hand, was being really whiny and, and not, you know, just sitting and driving and Total wasn't right. What do you make of the whole thing? So Lewis on Instagram said, some, I can't remember the exact word, something about frustration getting the better of him. You know, some days we work really hard, some days frustration. I think he was frustrated and that's what was coming out. Yeah. And I think that was Toto trying to manage that. Now, different ways of talking to people work differently. So, you know, if I was professionally talking to one of my random juniors, mm-hmm. I would probably be way more polite. Was if I was talking to you, I'd probably be more rude. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just part of Lewis and Toto have a close relationship. Yeah. And um, so I don't think he was being rude. I think this is just how they are with each other. That's what he was saying. Like, you should hear the way we talk to each other on the phone. Um, So, yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, okay. I think so, too. It was a really frustrating weekend for Mercedes. Do you think that – so somebody made up a really good point on on Twitter. They said that, you know, we started the season maybe the third, maybe the the second or the third – no, maybe the third or the fourth fastest team, and we are still maybe the third or fourth fastest team. Uh, So we have not made any progress. Last year we finished P3 and 4, and now we're finishing P7 and 8 in Austria. In fact, we moved backwards. Do you agree with that statement, or do you think it's a little generalizing? Uh, I think it's tough. I think I think other people have had a chance to develop and move forward. Yeah. And I think, like Lewis said, you know, he's not comfortable in the car. There's some things he feels like he's sat too far forward and mm-hmm. all these other issues. That, And the fact that they're changing the way they're developing the car for next year. Mm-hmm. I think if we were like won a few races and going for a championship or something, we'd be like, no, this is disastrous. But in the sense of learning and building, um, I think it's okay. It wasn't a good race. It just wasn't. Um, So we can't pretend around that and be like, no, it's fine. Everything is fine. But I think it's more to do with the fact that, you know, Ferrari have improved rather than... It's difficult. You don't actually go backwards, do you? You just stand still and other people go ahead of you. Yeah. So I think um, Mercedes are bringing an upgrade to Silverstone. They will have the opportunity mm-hmm. to move forward again. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger concern is if they keep upgrading and keep staying in this position, then then that's a problem. So now that we've seen McLaren and Ferrari bring updates and been, be faster than Mercedes, do you still have faith in Mercedes to develop themselves into a, a strong P2 position by the end of the year? I think so. Yeah. I think because the last time we had an upgrade, we sort of moved forward a bit. Yeah. And then others have upgraded and moved forward again. And I think it's just going to be that sort of everyone just yeah takes a couple of steps forward each time and keeps moving ahead of each other. Yeah. Speaking of moving ahead, we have the British Grand Prix this weekend. Are you going to be there? I am not. Um, I will be watching from work, but hopefully I'll finish early enough to go home and watch on the TV. Excellent. Uh, I will be watching from home. Um, so they're bringing their big upgrade package. This is the one that Total Wolf swears will make them competitive with Red Bull. On a scale of one to Christian Horner, how much BS is that statement? Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Max Verstappen is going to win by 25 seconds. Yeah. He's going to hit on the last lap to get <laughs> soft tires and get the fastest lap. 
<laughs> just to wind up Perez. Perez isn't going to get into Q3. <laughs> um, and uh, Lewis will finish P3, I think. I think that's a strong uh, prediction. I think he's been showing up, George, and I hope really Perez isn't in the isn't in the equation. I, I think Ferrari could maybe do well though, so I maybe see a Red Bull Mercedes Ferrari podium, which would be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, uh, is there anything else that you're looking forward to? My toilet is automatically flushing. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, <laughs> so I want to apologize again to our, again to our listeners. Um, we, we do our best to get you an episode every week, regardless of what's going on in our lives. So it's funny because our friends in Singapore, I'm in the United States, and it was that distance that we recorded the other episode after Miami, where I was in Korea and he was in the UK. So it doesn't matter what the time difference is. We get together and try to get you some excellent content. We will have a full episode for you guys after the British Grand Prix. Uh, so until then, goodbye. Can you hear that weird noise? That's the toilet now drying the air randomly. <laughs> I, is what is it, it? Is it is it actually doing it to nothing, or are you sat on the toilet right now? I'm not sat on the toilet. You can see me. I'm stood up. <laughs> right. You have a good time, and I'll I'll talk to you after Silverstone. See you. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. This has been a production for Not That Good Media.